Hello and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, uh, everyone's favourite English language key league podcast with two guys in pink shirts in an office room at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, the intro music there for everyone was uh, Kelis and Milkshake, obviously to do with the fact that uh, Sue won Blue Wings, they, they decided to parade some cows on the pitch before the game against uh, John Am hoping it would bring all the boys to the ground. Uh, unfortunately, I think all the boys decided to stay at home with, with their sisters instead. <laughs> Sucking on their sisters' teeth. <laughs> I think so, yeah. As there was only like 13,000, just literally uh, a couple hundred more than had been at Sewan FC the previous day. Obviously, my name is Mark. I'm joined, as always, with Paul. Um, unfortunately, Stevie will not be Skyping or dialing in this time like he did a few weeks ago for the anniversary special. Um, but maybe maybe sometime in the future we'll get him in to talk about Eland or not, probably not. But good friend of the podcast, Jessie, does want to come on and talk about her experiences at FC Soul Games. Okay, in that case we can probably bring her on and she can probably, because I'm sure there's a song about Jessie Says or something, isn't there? Or like a, some, a Jessie B song or something? Uh, or isn't it Jessie's Girl? <laughs> what? what aren't, aren't you Jessie's Girl? <laughs> doesn't buy your pink shirt. But anyway, yes, well, I guess you maybe come on uh, maybe at the weekend, next week's podcast or something, maybe? Uh, no. So, yeah, so I'm sure that we'll get her on at some point uh, in the future. Uh, as well, yeah, we'll hopefully eventually manage to talk career racing into uh, resurrecting his uh, radio career. <laughs> if he's not too busy broadcasting to a bunch of bogans. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, enough about that. Uh, so obviously this week uh, we're going to, well, it's an international break, so there'll be no, for everyone will be happy to know that there's no Keighley games or no Keighley Classic games to preview for the weekend. We'll get a, a, someone, a listener writing and complaining about the fact we say there's no K-League when there's... <laughs> yes, I did change it to Classic at the end there, yeah. So yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll begin by talking about uh, last week's ACL, uh, then we'll talk about the weekend's... Uh, Kaylee Classic matches, in particular the games that we attended, uh, and probably quite a bit of a mention about that huge crowd at Suwon City. Um, then I guess we'll we'll talk about. I guess we have to mention the, the international game. I guess, I guess do we have to? Uh, not really, because there's nothing more to. Well, apart from two players getting injured at the weekend and being replaced by two Kaylee players, which I'm sure you're happy about. Uh, I'm ecstatic. I guess Uli does actually listen after all and not just fall asleep at uh, John Ham games. Uh, and then I guess we'll wrap it up this weekend, sees the return, the, the eagerly anticipated and eagerly awaited return of the K-League Challenge. We'll have uh, the new boys in the Challenge, Pusan, and we'll have uh, Eland in, their, in their, their second season. So that should be a short podcast then. Well, it better be because I've got to go to work in about 45 minutes, so... Oh, so we are telling everyone it's a morning podcast again then, yeah? You already told them. Just Did now. I tell them that? Oh, well, there you go. I forget what I said already, yeah? I'm not going to pretend to slur my words for the next hour so that everyone <laughs> thinks it's a Monday night. I don't think we've, we haven't slurred our words for, for a long time. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Paul. Well, actually, yeah, that could be slurred my words from last night, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so it should be a short podcast. Uh, so, band down the hatches, put on your seatbelts, and I guess let's get ready to talk some ACL. Uh, yeah. So I guess we'll move quickly on to the Tuesday games of the of the ACL. There were obviously two Korean teams in action. 
we had uh, Sue on who made the long trip to Melbourne and uh, John Book who were at home welcoming the, the Vietnamese uh, uber giants of Bindong. Uh, Paul, did you get a chance to watch any of these games? Uh, no, I did not. Ah, well, that's, that's the podcast is going to be really, really, really quick. Uh, I didn't see much of that. I saw a, a little bit of the John Book game, but not a, not a whole lot. Um, so I guess we're just going to go through them quickly. Uh, Sue won, as I said, went, went over to Melbourne, uh, came back with a nothing each draw, which I think is probably more a point one than, than uh, two points lost for Sue won, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so nothing of the game. What I do know is that Kwon Chang-hoon didn't play because I know that he is injured. Okay. Which is why he's not in, in, the, in the national team. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, not sure what happened. I'm assuming, I'm going to assume Subban were crap and Melbourne pounded them and should have won. That's what I'm going to assume because that's how, how things have been going so far this season. Uh, John Book, uh, been done. I did see a, a little bit of this. Uh, Lopez marked his, uh, his, his ACL scoring debut. So he got his first goal in ACL. And then, of course, that was 1-0 at half-time, and then with just a couple of seconds left, who else? But I believe the ACL's top goal scorer, officially now. At least for a few more games until that <laughs> draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yes, yes. Does his games for Jansu uh, Sinti count in the next round? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Ethan Cook is now officially the top goal scorer. Uh, he, not, he, he, nutted, he, he nutted and netted a goal uh, in the last minute. Because tally is something ridiculous. Was it a typical tap-in? Uh, I'll be honest, this I didn't see. I, I was actually uh, travelling home at this point, so I did not actually see the goal. But I do know that it was Edong who scored it. Okay. But I don't think any... Nothing really surprising from the Tuesday games, I don't think. Uh, I don't... I mean, maybe the only surprising thing is John Book probably should have scored more. That you would have expected him to have maybe... Gobbled to Ping Dong, but then again, didn't they beat them only 2 0 last year as well? Or 1 0 last year? 3 0, I think. Um, John Book, I have been not overly impressive this season anyway, so I think they'll just be happy with a home win. Sue won getting a point in Melbourne, yeah, as I said, probably a point one. Uh, I think maybe uh, the other games that involved the Korean groups were Tokyo uh, held Jiangsu Sungin. To a nothing each draw, and Shanghai SIPG beat Gamba Osaka uh, 2-1. It was Elkison scored the first goal for Shanghai, Patrick equalised for Gamba, and then literally straight from kickoff, Elkison restored the lead and made it 2-1 again. So he's having a another go at Yi Dongguk's goal scoring yeah. record, right? So yeah, he must have quite a few over the last few years. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think he's 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 definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems to be as if. He's kind of driving Shanghai on. I don't really know how, how good they've been. Uh, I mean, I, I watched them against Suwon, I guess, like in the last round. I watched it on, on TV, I saw a bit of it, and they didn't look particularly that impressive. But obviously, like, if you've got a player like Elkison, then you're going to be dangerous. Gamba have been really um, uh, unimpressive. Okay, going to China and losing 2-1 is not a big deal, but yeah, their form has been pretty erratic. So far, so they haven't been quite as, as good as I thought they were going to be. So you, you could be looking at Melbourne and Shanghai coming out of that group, and in John Boots' group, it's pretty much anyone's game still. 
I guess for uh, the status of the great, the, the groups are now halfway through. Mm. So if, if, ever, if all our listeners are interested in a status update, they can go onto our blog and one of the two of us prepared a nice in-depth assessment of each each team's performance so far. Uh, dead thanks, Paul, thanks. It took, me, it took me a long time to write it. Actually, it took me a long time to, to write edit all your spell mistakes, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so the, yeah, there's, there's a full in-depth uh, report card uh, for each, each team, not just the Korean teams. Which is probably more than some each, of the other each rivals. Each of the East Asian teams, shall we say? Oh, what? Yes, we're not going to go into the West Asian teams quite yet. Uh, but yeah, so they, a really good in-depth uh, report on, on every every team. So yeah, if, you, if you're interested on in what we think as well as how we sound, then have a look at the, at the blog. Yeah. What was the the the, the address for that? Uh, it's www.48shadesblog.com. There you go. But just, so just to quickly go over it, uh, Group E, which is John Book, has John Book top, Jiang Su second, Tokyo third, Ping Dong fourth, uh, and then Suwon's group has Shanghai top, Melbourne second, Gamba third, Suwon fourth. As we said, in depth on the blog, yeah. Okay, that, that brings us on to Wednesday's games. Paul, did you manage to see anything? Uh, the Seoul Shandong game was at a weird time, right? Uh, it was at four thirty. Four thirty kickoff. Which I, I guess means that it must have been some kind of holiday. Apparently not. China, okay, I guess maybe it was just because apparently it gets cold at that time of year in there. That, that's what good friend of the podcast Kelly surmised. So it gets cold. So uh, I guess. I guess they were looking at uh, Adriano to heat things up then. Indeed. So uh, I did. I did have a TV in my office and I switched it on. I watched the first twenty-five minutes and then at five to five I had to go into a meeting. <laughs> so I went in at nil-nil. Came out of the meeting an hour later and it was four-one. So yeah, I don't really have much to add about this either. Uh, I didn't see any of it. I was actually on the on the bus and we didn't pull. Well, actually, at this point I was in Pohang. I had just a, I think I'd just arrived in Pohang. Maybe. I just arrived, yeah. Uh, so I think probably during the game I was sitting in a Dalcom coffee shop having a, having a cappuccino because I'm still off the drink. Guys, please, Hipster. any 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 listener to the podcast, please never go to Pohang and not drink. <laughs> it's just that like, everything you can possibly imagine would be your worst nightmare is uh, being in Pohang and not drinking. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was not it was not a pleasant experience. But we should go through the score, yeah. So it finished as Paul said. 4-1 to Seoul, uh, Adriano with another couple of goals. Yep. Uh, I didn't see any of it, but what, what I do know is that Adriano opened the scoring. Uh, Shandong equalised through Julicia. Julicia. Not one of the Brazilians that I remember. Um, Sophia. Sophia uh, mentioning. Almost immediately, uh, Ko Johan uh, restored the lead. Then almost immediately after that, Dehan got his second ACL goal yep. uh, for the team and then finally wrapped up Adriano, who else, making that, I'm sure you'll correct me Paul, goal number nine out of th- yep. three, f- three games. But diminishing returns, right, because he got four in his first game, three in his second and then only two in the third. So, so that means he'll probably score the winner in the final? <laughs> well, if he's still playing for Seoul at that time, he'll be happy. <laughs> 
But that's what I mean. You're probably going to win in the final, yeah? For Guangzhou. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it's got to be said that he, he's, he's definitely, like, setting the season on fire. I don't think many players have had quite uh, such an amazing start of the season. I, I actually, in, in Korea, in the time I've been watching Kaylee games, I can't think of any player who's kind of torn everyone apart as much as, as, as he has. Um, the other thing is that he got substituted maybe five or ten minutes before the end. And he was like really annoyed that he was being substituted, didn't get the chance to go for another hat trick. Which is good, because that means that he's he's actually, you know, even even at, at two goals in for one, he's still like pushing forward and, and still trying to like play. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but I, I heard he gets a lot of leeway, so sometimes he doesn't turn up to training and they just let let it slide. That's what I heard. Whereas uh, another guy. One of the guys that they that they signed for a professional contract this year, so from their high school team, he's just been kicked out of the team for refusing to do training. And it's it's not just he's been kicked out that they're withholding his registration, so he can't go and sign anywhere else. That's kind of. I mean, when you've noticed nine goals in the ACL, and we'll talk about his form in the in the K League, I guess when we do the K League review. Yeah. But when you look at his form so far. Yeah, you kind of do give him a bit, I guess, a bit of leeway, but it does sound that this may be why Dejan got shot of him in the first place then. Even though he was scoring goals for, for them, if he's not quite willing to turn up and put in the hours. So it's a bit disruptive, isn't it? If Would you keep it? Would you... What would you do? I mean, I mean, they can, as a soul fan in that situation, would you try and bring him back in and kind of discipline him, or would you let him just keep doing what he's doing? Um... I don't think you can, like, you, you and I both manage people, don't we? And I don't think you can treat all employees equally because everyone's got their own character. But, I don't know, as long as he's banging in goals, you can't really say much about him missing yeah. training, can you? I mean, you, you don't treat everyone equally, but you've got it, like... You've got to have basic standards. Yeah, basic standards, yeah. I mean, I might have a fantastic teacher who just doesn't come to class or something, or, or doesn't come to any... Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't really know how I would deal with that one. It's tough because if he's if he's if he's banging goals in left right centre, then you've got to just kind of let him go. And then uh, I think based on what I've heard, he is quite a sensitive character. So you do need to sort of manage his. It's not just managing his fitness; it's managing his kind of psyche as well. So you don't yeah, want to upset him. Or so you th you think he's a he's a confidence player? Like a, I mean, we've seen a lot of those players through the year. I mean, like for example, I guess. Maybe not quite in the same scale, but you could maybe compare him to Yaya Torre, is it? The, the Man City player, who in the recent final of the Eustace Cup, I can't remember the name of it, uh, scored like the winning goal, but because, or scored a goal, but because all, because like the goalkeeper, like, I guess Hart saved the, the penalty or something, and all the players jumped on the goalkeeper because mm. he had like saved penalties yeah. and so the, the aftermatch photograph in the in the dressing room is everyone celebrating for one photograph and Yaya sitting in the corner sipping some milk because he was in a bad mood you know you didn't buy me a birthday cake was type he, thing was he after a, a transfer to Suwon <laughs> I think so yeah you've got mail <laughs> so that I mean another resounding would look like easy victory for, for Seoul uh, you, you've got to imagine that they're just going to steamroll their way until Jay realises he has to change his tactics and then they'll get maybe knocked out by Gamba again or something. But you've got to imagine everyone's going to be fearing getting them. 
Yeah. I mean, any team's going to be feeling getting in, even the mighty Chinese teams. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, the other game in that group uh, involved San Fretchy versus Buriram. Uh, and yeah, no real surprise that San Fretchy ran out 3 0 victors. So, with Shandong losing and San Fretchy winning, it kind of did upset the chase for second place, I guess. But yes. nothing to do. I mean, the first place is, is kind of wrapped up by Seoul, right? Um, you'd have to imagine. But then we did say the same about Chumbuk last last year, and they did yeah. contrive to almost mess it up. But I think Seoul really. I think if I'm right, which I very seldom are, I think Seoul just needs a point against Shandong at home to to clinch first. Yeah. Then they based on goal difference, they can't be caught. I could be wrong there. But it, it's literally like they need just a point or something. I mean, definitely if they beat Shandong at home, it, they're, they've won the group. Yeah. But I think even a point, I think because based on the like, goal difference of you know like having beaten both teams like four one, yeah, they'd have to get ab- ab- absolutely humped again by some Frechi in Japan. So okay, uh, the other group involving a Korean team was as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Pohang. Uh, I went to. So I made your first f- visit, right? It was my first, and potentially, no, it won't be my last. I'll go down in the summer when it's warm and the soju tents are able to be used by myself. Um, but an eight-hour round trip uh, for that game, the logic made sense in my head. Even when I was standing in the bus terminal, I was thinking, really, I'm going to go all the way down to Pohang. But yeah, uh, I went down on the bus, left at 12.30, got there at 4.30, got to the stadium at like 6 something. Um, yeah, so I just went straight in. Well, that's not strictly true. <laughs> uh, I didn't go straight in. Uh, I walked up, as, as happens often uh, in Korea, I walked up to buy a ticket and I said in Korean, you know, uh, general omission, admission. Uh, but the two girls who were serving were, uh, were actually fighting over who had not the privilege but the displeasure of having to actually serve me. Through the short straw. Yeah. So they weren't listening to anything I said, and so they just obviously assumed, being of uh, non Korean descent, that I was a Sydney fan. And was go- I mean, in, in fairness, I think I walked up maybe a few minutes behind the mad looking, uh, shaven headed, ginger bearded guy. Who was in the the, the Sydney end? Who, who who made it on TV several times? Um, so yeah, I get the ticket. I, I walk away, and I think that's really expensive. Pohang is like fifteen thousand won. So I turn back around and I look at the sign, and I realise that she's given me an away ticket. So I go back and in my fantastic Korean, uh, argue with her. Uh, was involved, thankfully, no alcohol, uh, and they eventually like gave me the, like a home end ticket. So at that point, I just went in. So I got in the stadium maybe like 6.15. Yeah. Something like that. Like a good hour and a bit before kick-off. Uh, the stadium is amazing. It has to be said. It's an incredible stadium. Um, I had a discussion with Career Racing as to whether it's better than Incheon. I went to Incheon on the weekend. I, I think Pohang is just edges it. Um, it's kind of, it just feels that like you're closer than, uh, than Incheon because of the way that it's kind of like a... Uh, it's a Cantilever, they call it. I don't know what they call that kind of stadium, like a balcony stadium. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was an amazing view. They like pretty much anywhere you sat was a was a great view. Uh, the game itself was 
kind of shit, I guess. Not when he's here first thing in the morning, but it was, it was kind of poor. Um, wasn't impressed by it. Wasn't impressed by Pohang. Sydney basically just had a couple of tactics, and that was get the ball to Matt Simon. Uh, Matt Simon being like six foot four or six foot five or something. Like that. Yeah. Uh, and Pohang just couldn't handle him at all. Like, but particularly, Kan uh, Kwan Suk, the number three, uh, looked like he'd never seen a football before. Uh, he he was he was all over the place. Like, every time Sydney attacked, he was he was completely out, out of position. This is the team that's top of the K League, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, they were they were woeful. They like, they literally were woeful. They kind of kicked on in the last ten minutes when. Uh, Shim Dong-un and Moon Chang-jun started playing. I mean, Shim Dong-un is, is a player. Like he's, he, he's, the, he's, he's the next one to get a move. He'll be either in China or in Jongbuk uh, by the start of next season. Yeah, he would, he has a, he, he's, he's like a really good player. But yeah, lacklustre, not great. The crowd was 4,500. Were there lots of Marines there? That, so that, I remember you had posted, or you had said that when you went to the Seoul, like Seoul at Pohang, that it was full of Marines. There was no Marines, but it was that there was quite a lot of Pohang uniforms. Eh, Posco, sorry. Uh, there was a lot of Posco uniforms. I think people just came straight from work. Mm. I mean, it was a... S- Maybe the Marines only got a pass for the weekend. Though. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, I guess, a 7.30 kickoff. Um, but uh, 4,000 people was really poor. So I guess Pohang are not taking the, the, the ACL really that seriously, I guess. Or they're fans, maybe, I guess. But you, you would think after a year of being out of it, you know, that they would kind of want to be back in it again. But yeah, poor game, poor crowd. Uh, great view. Bus back was interesting. And that's all I've got to say. Um, yeah. S- Sydney wins, kind of throwing the cat among the pigeons, right? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, we'll keep directing everyone to the blog, but just quickly, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I don't think anyone was expecting Sydney to be topping the group at the midway stage. Uh, Guangzhou, obviously, uh, still having a howler. They drew two each at home to Yirawa Reds. Last minute, they conceded two goals in the last 10 minutes, something like that? Yep, they were 2 0 up after 15 minutes. Looked as if uh, they were back to their old selves, particularly considering the fact that. Goulart got a dodgy penalty. Yeah. Uh, even more back to their old selves. And then, yeah, then Yurawa Reds scored the equaliser in the last minute. Uh, I did say last week that I thought no matter what happened, they would get through. They got a penalty this week, but they still couldn't get through it. I really fear, I don't fear for them, but I really, I really don't think they've got a chance now. I think it could be just too much for them. But Sydney top is, is a surprise, but that'll be good fit for you, yeah. Because I guess so will play the winner. We'll play second of that group, which is most likely to be Guangzhou, right? <laughs> Sorry, this is most likely Guangzhou. Yeah. Okay. So Sydney being top is bad for you. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I guess that will be Guangzhou then. Yeah, maybe Guangzhou or Urawa, you think, or Pohang, or, or Sydney. <laughs> or Sydney. <laughs> we have a great podcast. Obviously prepped. <laughs> okay. Okay, sweet. anything to add about the the ACL? Um, just that I've been quite impressed with how Seoul have destroyed everyone that mm. in front of them, and and hopefully it will continue. 
Other Korean teams, not so much, but... Yeah, I haven't really been impressed by any of the other Korean teams at all. So, who, I mean, who couldn't be impressed by them? I'm sure even, even the, the most rabid Blue Wings fan has to say that he's impressed by them. Maybe. Uh, so I've been, yeah, more than impressive. They've, they've been incredible. Um, but John Book, precarious still. Suwon, probably out of it. Pohang, 50-50. Yeah. But Suwon, can we say it one more time? Probably out of it. There's, there's just no better saying. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no better expression, is there? Okay, so that's the ACL wrapped up. Uh, obviously, uh, this week we also had the second round of the of the K League Classic. Games on Saturday and Sunday, as always. Uh, Paul, did you manage to take to get down to any games? Uh, I watched your game on TV, most of it, and then I obviously went to Sangam on Saturday or Sunday even. Okay, so let's start, I guess, with the um, with the Suwon Sonam game. Yep. Um, I guess the, the main talking point well I guess the, there was two talking points one was the huge crowd uh, I guess the other talking point was Thiago's goal or no goal uh, basically for anyone who, who doesn't know Songnam got a corner on the hour mark uh, Thiago swung the corner in um, it, it may or may not have swung behind the goal line uh, the goalkeeper panicked jumped back, clawed it from under the bar, um, Wang Yijo claimed for a penalty. Uh, sorry, a, a goal, and it was given. At that point in time, no one in the Songnam end knew what was happening. We all just thought Wang Yijo was claiming for, for a penalty or something. Um, then no one really celebrated because we didn't really know. And then suddenly we just saw the, all the players. And what was quite funny was we saw all the players running. And I guess this is symptomatic of the modern game that we saw all the players running to the touchline, and everyone thought that they were running to protest. Um, they not getting a penalty when in actual fact they were chasing Thiago who was sprinting down to see the coach yeah. uh, but it was really funny because like, we all thought see, see didn't get a penalty and then realised it was actually a goal um, so there was a bit of a delayed uh, reaction in the, in the, in the song I meant um, was it a goal on replays? nah doesn't look like it does it? it it looks physically impossible for any human being to have got that to have got far enough back at the way that he was kind of arsed back to have been far enough behind the goal line as well so <coughs> the the camera angle that we do have the camera's roughly on the edge of the 18 yard box right so yeah. it's not exactly a goal line camera yeah but it doesn't look like it went it, it, it i mean yeah it, i mean it, the corner created havoc and I think that's about as much as, a, as of a compliment as I can give Thiago. Well, there was a there was a defender on the goal line who didn't bother jumping to yeah, clear it, yeah. right? So the goalie kind of got back and. So I think that was it. I think because of how the goalkeeper like reacted, I think you know the linesman, the referee, whoever made the call, naturally assumed and, and like, you know like where the goalkeeper ended up, like he ended up behind the goals, so it looked as if well he must have been over the goal line to like pull it back. But I don't, I don't know. Impossible to tell. But I was happy enough anyway. Once I realised it was a goal, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very happy when I thought it was a penalty uh, or not a penalty being given. Actually, um, that Huangy Joe raising his hand to claim the goal was probably about the only thing he got right uh, in, the, in, in the whole game. He was poor. One of the worst Huangy Joe performances I've seen. He was more Huangy Joe than Huangy Joe. 
Um, he, he he didn't want involved at all, I guess, because he's he's got the national team games coming up. Yeah, you know, I guess like uh, Friday and then next Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it's tonight actually. The first game's tonight. Tonight. The I second one's Sunday night, I think. Okay, I thought it was Friday. Um, yeah, like the other. So after that, like the, I guess you would have expected a a, a, a newly promoted team to crumble. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. They kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck, and so on. Were more than a match for Songnam for the remaining half hour. To be honest, uh, the goal that they scored came from a pretty dodgy free kick. Again, in TV replays, there's no way it's a free kick. Um, the Suwon guy took the not for the first time. Took the free kick and smacked it straight in, straight into the wall. Uh, Songnam, who are usually really quick at clearing their their ranks, just kind of dilly dallied and kind of. Passed it around a little bit and eventually broke to someone on the on the right wing. He crossed it in and Kim Byung Oh, who I believe came on as a sub. Yeah. Uh, Notched a pretty sweet volley. Volleyed it first time. Yeah, pretty good volley. I mean, as well. Um, the goalkeeper had no chance. Nah. Yeah, he had no chance. Probably. Minimal chance. Minimal chance. Yeah. His defence should probably. It should have been cleared. Yeah. A. Defensive. Defensively, should have been probably. Marshall a bit better as well. The goalkeeper probably the least uh, person I would blame. Uh, after that, the game just kind of was kind of a bit of a ding dong, backwards forwards, ping, kind of like pinball football. Not really anything great. Wangy Joe with a couple of chances, where the ball fell to him and he either fell over the ball or like tried to shoot from an impossible angle or fell over the ball. Um, I think the main thing that I took from it was that like, Suwon's tactics were incredible. They were really impressive. Um, I say it was impressive. I mean, had I been at home in Scotland watching, for example, a small team against a bigger team, so they like, say, for example, Celtic versus Dundee, I would expect Dundee to play the exact same tactics, i.e. press Celtic every single time that they get the ball. I mean, that's how you play a big team. But in the K-League, no one really does that. That You don't really get, you know, like players rushing in and being on top of you. But every time Songnam got the ball, there was a Suwon player right on top of him, like straight away. And, I mean, it's part of the game, they like, clipping their heels, whether it's right or wrong is irrelevant. But they, they kept clipping their heels, which meant every time a Songnam player got the ball, they were panicking because no one wanted kicked. So they were passing the ball straight away. What, what, what it did mean was that they were not using the middle of the park at all. So they just kept lumping high balls forward to Bangi Joe. Was in itself was making Wang Angel even worse. Um, Thiago was well marked. He, he gave nothing in the game. What do you think of P2? He started this time, didn't he? He started. It was difficult to really kind of... I'll be honest, the, the view is not the best at times, but it, it, he was he was okay. He, he didn't do anything great. He, he didn't do anything terrible. Uh, it was a tough game he started as well, because like, they, they were on top of everyone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of panic in the Sonam team. I, d I did read, I mean, uh, I read a few reports criticising, or maybe not criticising, but maybe commenting on Kim Hagbum's lack of uh, changing of his tactics at, at half time. I don't think he, I don't, I don't think it was a lack of change. I, I don't think he really could do anything. Like, what can you, like, I don't think he could send them out and be like, okay, guys, uh, get rid of the ball quicker, or okay, guys, take on five men. There was nothing he could do. Like every time I saw an player got the ball, they, 
they were just on top of them. Like, there's no way. Like, that's how you should play. I mean, that, that's how a smaller team, you know, like should play against the bigger, more recognised, skillful teams. Say, and it was brilliant. Right? And well, long, long may they keep doing it. And I think Songnam fans at one each were upset. And I think when we left the stadium, there was no one was particularly happy with the result. But I think looking back on it. I think that could be one of those games at, at, at the end of the season that you suddenly think, or that you realise that you know that a point away at Suwon FC, not Suwon Blue Wings, a point away at Suwon FC is not actually a bad result. So, you reckon they'll survive the season? Definitely, no doubt. And my impression from watching on TV is that, as you said, they they're quite good at defending, but they they lack. A natural goal scorer, and I think they're going to struggle they, for goals. They do. They, 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 they definitely have have, have no Japa. They haven't replaced them. I have no idea about this Belgian boy. I don't know if he's a striker or an attacking midfielder. Uh, I think he's an attacking player. Uh, it, it would be some. It would be surprising if they'd bought three defensive foreigners. To be honest, so he must be an attacking player. So, but he's still not in the, squad, the match day squad, is he? Yeah, I think he's unfit. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's, he's a match fit. Yeah. One last thing I, I will say that before we move on. Um, I know he's had like, about six or seven different names, uh, but the Spanish boy, uh, Gavallon, mm. brilliant. Uh, that's the only word I can use for him. Uh, that's a guy who is obviously, obviously knows how to play football. He he actually reminded me of Osmar. Um, that he he completely controlled that whole back line. Isn't that a different guy? They're number five. They're big number five. He's he's a uh, Croatian or something like that. Is he Croatian? Vladan. Vladan. Oh, that's not. That's not. I just thought they got his name wrong. No, it's a different guy. Oh, of course, because Lear is their is their uh, Asian player, right? Not a former, right? Yeah. Vladan. Ah, oh, so that. Okay, One's I just assumed that. Sorry, see, I, again, the the view. I, I couldn't tell my Spanish from my Montenegrins. Yeah. Uh, he was. I was really impressed by him. Really impressed by him. Um. He completely controlled that that that, that back line. Every time that like, Sonam came forward, mm. he was like screaming at them and and like arranging them. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed by him. Really impressed by him. Okay. Uh, the other game on the Saturday. Uh, so your your favourite player, John uh, Dogook, yep. can continue his amazing scoring form. Hasn't he now scored more goals? For for granted that then he scored in total for FC Seoul. <laughs> At least in the last two years. <laughs> At least in the last two years. Uh, it was Guangzhou against Jeju. Jeju who had kind of impressed from set pieces against Incheon at home. Uh, didn't see it, but as far as I'm aware, we're absolutely honking. Uh, Guangzhou uh, ran out deserved winners, I think. Uh, Jung, as we said, Jong Dogook scoring a goal. That's now three goals in two games. Top of the le- top of the goal scoring charts. In the key league, oh yeah, I guess he will be, yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, Adriano, oh yeah, I guess he will be, yeah. Okay, so yeah, not much else to say about that. Didn't see it. Was travelling back from Suwon, uh, stuck in traffic, horrendous traffic jam. But yeah, great as well for Guangzhou, and long may that continue as well, because I kind of like them for some strange reason. They remind me of a, a washed out Watford. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, so Paul, we both attended games on Sunday. Yep. Uh, you want to take us through your game first, then? You were obviously. Uh, at your favourite stadium, the Big Bird, watching, <laughs> watching the Blue Wings. 
So you were obviously at Sang and Pogger? I was indeed. Um, it was a fairly... I want to say, well, the scoreline was very convincing. I'm not sure the, the play represented that. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, Seoul won 4-0 in the end, but I think Sangju held their own for largest swathes of the game. They're just, again, a, a team that lacks a quality striker to put their chances away. Yeah. How, I mean, do they have a recognised striker, really, this year? Uh, I'm trying to think about who was playing up front. I know they've got Seoul's worst, worst striker there, who's not in their matchday squad, so... Yeah. I mean, I think... Like, I mean, hearing the scores coming in, I mean, I wasn't there, but it definitely seemed as if Seoul were absolutely destroying them. Um, obviously, I think we've discussed this before, if Seoul get an early goal, they they yeah. suddenly grow in confidence and they are, are unbeatable, which is something that might have changed had Adriano not passed up that sitter against John Book. It would be interesting to see what would have happened. Right. Had he, had he opened the score against John Book, we've been seeing Seoul sitting top of the league right now. With another four, net, four goals put past John Book. And yeah, I mean, like Seoul look unbeatable when they get in front. They do look as if there's no one going to kind of peg them back. Uh, obviously, uh, it was Osmar who opened the scoring. A little bit of, little bit of acrobatics and, and uh, juggling going on there. But... Um, yeah. Paul, you're taking the handball? The, the ball hand, you mean? Do you think the ball, okay, it was a ball to hand? Do you think it, it influenced the goal in any way whatsoever? Um, Take those glasses off, Paul. From a neutral point of view. From a neutral point of view. Pretend that you were me talking about Tiago's corner, yeah? Tiago Evans' corner, yeah? So, for the, for the benefit of the listeners, the ball, it was a corner. And it came in, and Osmar jumped, missed it, and it bounced off his what the upper part of his hand. Yeah. And then it's yeah. It bounced off. He 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 had his right right hand towards goal. Mm -hmm. It bounced off his right hand, and then looped up to the left, so out away from the goal. Yeah. And he he reacted right, so he brought his left hand towards the ball for like ten centimeters, and then he realised what he was he was about to handle it, so he put his hand down again, controlled the ball, and volleyed it in. But it's quite interesting that the ball was going away from goal and he didn't handle it, but he managed to bring the ball back towards goal. What did they control it with? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is it true what they say about you people? He was quite long in the shower. <laughs> um, I mean, it was definitely ball to hand. He, he did not intentionally handle the ball but with his right hand. What happened with his left is, yeah, no idea. But he didn't intentionally handle it with his right. But I think the ball was going past him. Whether he'd missed time his jump or not, I don't know if he'd missed time his jump. I don't know what happened, but uh, you'd have imagined Osmar in that position would have been going for a header, not like, with the ball so low. So I, I don't know quite how, how it happened. But definitely, looking at it on TV or on replays, the, the ball was going past Osmar. It hit his hand and came back into play. Um, it was ball to hand. He didn't do it intentionally, but... Should the goal have stood? No point arguing about it because it did stand. Well, yeah, the exact same as there's no point arguing about the Thiago goal. Ultimately, the scoreline is one each, but so on whether the ball crossed the line or not is irrelevant now. But yeah, definitely interesting. Okay, then I guess after that, did soldiers run out? I mean, like, did they just pound Sanju that you said Sanju held their own? Uh, I think Sanju had a lot of possession. Sol had a, uh, as a chance where. 
Dayan crossed it in and uh, Adjan took a first time shot which canned off the crossbar down onto the goal line and back out. And so I had a couple of other chances which they wasted. Uh, Sangji didn't really create any decent chances. They just sort of stroked the ball around. Mm. It all looked pretty casual. And then just before half time, Adjan had popped up with his first league goal of the season. So they went in at half time 2 0 up, looking casual. Again, came out the second half, they weren't particularly good, but. Ten minute few, well, roughly ten minutes before the end, uh, Dayan and Isakyan got two goals in in two minutes. So, yeah. Okay. How was Dayan? I mean, how was he playing? Because that's like two goals in two games now. Uh, the goal he scored was Takahagi took a shot, and it was a really poor shot, but it hit Dayan's foot and bat and wrong footed the goalie. Okay. So um, it was kind of a deflection. Yeah, basically, uh, okay. but. Dayan's movement was really good, so I think there 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 are times where he he trap the ball and he would just do a, a sort of pirouette around mm. and keep the ball stuck to his foot and you could, there's I think there's a, a video on Facebook on FC Seoul's Facebook account you can see he gets the ball he turns around and he's got five Sangju players within sort of three four meters of him and he just gets past all of them. Yeah. So you think maybe you know the, the skills are still there, but maybe the 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 kind of timing, you know, the the kind of poacher side of his game is maybe not not quite as sharp as it was. I think he's just lost lost about five yards of pace. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but, but they, I mean, the, the, his general sort of ball skills are still there, but maybe yeah, he's just yeah, a little he's still bit. got the talent. And the goal he scored against Shandong last midweek was, was one of his sort of a, a fine shot from roughly the edge of the area. So. And I remember, you know, that when he was first here, I mean, that the, my impression at the, at the time of Dehan was that a lot of his goals were kind of that kind of standard. Well, I guess the goals that Adriano's scoring now, yeah. that, that kind of like run, like running on in the ball, breaking off a trap and smacking it by the keeper, or you know, they're picking up rebounds and stuff like that. So yeah, but I mean, you, you can't, you can't knock him for him. I mean, he's that's three goals he's netted in, in the competition so far. One against Buridam, one against Shandong, and one against Sangju. Sangju. So, I, I think you'll see him getting quite a lot of assists for Adriano with yeah. his sort of scything through balls and. Okay. When they both move back to China. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess next we'll talk about Osan Jonbuk. Nothing each. Fantastic. Um, that's about it. Really. Apart from Osan. Another goal line incident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonbuk. From what I. I read on, on Twitter and stuff, I don't think John Book impressed this one again. I think Osan looked the better team uh, and they should have had a goal. I think TV replays have shown that the ball definitely bounced over the line. Uh, I haven't actually watched that much. Can you tell us what happened, Paul? Osan uh, guy broke down. It was a counter track, came down the left, crossed in from just outside the area and number 25 I think whose name I can't quite remember uh, sort of volleyed it first time from around the 6 yard line and it was heading goal and Quonsente uh, got down and palmed it out from about 50 centimetres inside the line I guess Okay. and then the, the, the Ilson guy should have just stuck the rebound in but he, he stood on the ball and fell over instead I, I guess he he wasn't expecting to come out to him yeah. he, he thought there's no way the goal was going to get to that yeah so, again, it looked like a goal, but it wasn't given. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what I meant to say, and I, I know that I'll be quick on this one, is that 
there's something else that, that kind of annoyed me is, the, is when I said earlier about Wang Joe claiming for the goal they, from Thiago's corner, they, what annoyed me was his hand went up before he shot. Uh, bury the ball, put the ball in the back of the net, and then, you know I mean, worry about who gets the, the credit, if it's Thiago or, or uh, you. Yeah. And I think that sounds like, <clears throat> you know, like again, you know, the, the old side guy shoots, sure, Constantly pulls it back on, you know, it could be a goal, but be ready and just bury the rebound and then it doesn't matter, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares if it was a goal or not, yeah? Uh, I made the, the shorter trip than Pohang to uh, Inchon. Probably actually the shorter trip I made this week. Uh, went to Inchon, you watch Inchon v Pohang. God, two Pohang games in four days. Um, maybe I should change my vlog and become a Pohang fan. Um, uh, no, I can't. Um, Basically, it was a Pohang 1-2-0. The reason why I went there is I had a look and I don't think that there's been a goalless drop between those two teams for like about six games. Yeah. Uh, it's always like, it always has goals in it and it's always, it's always a pretty open game. Uh, Inchon played their main tactic of give the ball to Kevin, uh, which worked for about the first 50 minutes. Um, but ultimately, uh, Pohang just took their chances and I think that's all you can say. Like, Pohang were clinical. Uh, in front of goal and show more wasteful. Um, so they better than they were on Wednesday. Far better, yeah, far better. I mean, their first goal was a trade, was a, I say trademark, but was like a, a textbook free kick, right out of Nakamura, David Beckham, Zinedine Zidane free. It was perfect. Like um, twenty minutes in, Shindungun uh, curled it over the wall into the into the top corner. Keeper had, had absolutely no chance. Uh, Enson had chances to like, pull it back. As I said, they were, they were just wasteful, uh, to be honest. Then second half, I don't know. I, I don't know who got the ball, but the right winger, which I think actually was Moon Chang Jin, I'm not really, really sure, got the ball when he ran through the, uh, down the the Enson, well, like, the Pohang right wing, yeah. took it by three players, like put it into the box. There was a bit of a kind of like bouncing about backwards and forwards. The the ball kind of went up in the air. And he got like a kind of acrobatic volley sideways overhead kick. I'm not really sure how he actually got it in the back of the net, but it was a pretty sweet goal given the build up. Maybe not the actual poor defending from Inchon, and the, but the actual build up into the goal was brilliant. Uh, and maybe if Pohang had played that way a little bit more against Sydney, they wouldn't be kind of sitting where they are in the group. But yeah, I, I was impressed by Pohang. And I guess, quite rightly, they top, top the table, I guess. Um, with Solnam sitting second. It's very tight though, isn't it? It's very tight, yeah. But I mean, it, it, it was a good game. There was like about 10,000 at the game uh, as well. Um, it's a great stadium. I love going to Inchon United. It's a great stadium. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty decent game to go in. The final game, uh, saw Suwon have their, have their milk festival. Um... If, if only Maggie Thatcher was still alive, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Paul, you you didn't watch this, I guess. You, you were assigned you. I was at Inchon, so I guess. Yeah, I, I this this was a late kickoff, right? It yeah. kicked off just about when this, the other our games yeah. were finishing. The only thing I see, I didn't. So basically, like, the big talking point is Suwon Blue Wings went two 0 up uh, at half time. Were absolutely cruising, and then somehow contrived to to draw two each. With uh, John Am scoring two goals in the last ten minutes. Yep. Uh, the only thing I did see, I didn't. So the first goal was scored by Santos. 
second goal was scored by Cho Dong Gun. Uh, I saw Cho's goal, which was a, an amazing cross from Yong Ki Hoon. It was like perfect. Like Cho didn't even break. Like um, he didn't even break. Stride. Stride. Thank you. They told you he, he didn't even break straight, he just ran straight onto it, volleyed it, hit the shit in the goal. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Um, a great cross. Uh, Suwon should have won that game easily. I mean, they, they were all over them in that first half. I didn't see any of the second half. Um, and then when I did eventually kind of turn my phone back on again, it was two each. So I don't know what happened, but yeah, two goals in it in the last 10 minutes. Um, I did watch the YouTube highlights on Monday in preparation for this, so that's four days ago now, so I can't remember. I remember the equaliser scored by their new Croatian striker, mm -hmm. who'd come on as a second half substitute, but uh, it, was, it was, he took he took a weak shot, and the Suwon defender just stuck out his foot, mm -hmm. and basically diverted it past the keeper, okay. and they were they were gutted all, all the Suwon players, so they had a chuckle about it. So they had uh, egg on their face, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I mean, looking at it, just quickly run down the table: Pohang top, Songnam second, Gwangju third, Jeonbuk fourth, Seoul fifth, Jeju sixth. Yep. Think that'll be the final six. Uh, quite possibly. Okay, uh, and then yep, we have then Sangju seventh, Jeonnam eighth, Suwon ninth, Suwon Blue Wings tenth, Osan eleventh, and Incheon rooted at the bottom. So nobody, no one with a hundred percent record. Yeah, ready. Yeah. Incheon, the only team not to pick up a point. Yep. But definitely looking at it, the overachievers, Guangzhou, the underachievers, Blue Wings. Yeah. And the totally expected Incheon. And Blue Wings with a crowd of about thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. Yeah. So we, we did a bit of looking into this. It was roughly matched their average crowd for last season, but for an opening match, opening home game of the season, it's pretty poor. It's terrible, actually. Yeah. The opening home game, I think last year against Pohang, when it was their birthday celebration, they had like 18,000, 19,000. Yeah. Something like that. And I mean, typically Blue Wings have been the best supported club until that, maybe last year or the year before, where yeah. Chumbuk and Sol, Chumbuk and Sol have overhauled them. So they're still the third, last season, they're the third best average attendance. But this, for when you take all 10, uh, sorry, all 12 sort of opening home games for each team, I think they had the fifth or sixth best attendance. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it, and I think if you look at their stadium, the number of fans you can get in their stadium, so like percentage of the stadium, I know if, if you do that, John Book and, and Seoul will kind of drop a bit as well, but looking at it, at Suwon FC, for, for example, there was 12,800 yeah. at the game, uh, Suwon Blue Wings, there was 13,000, there's a huge difference there, I mean, it's almost the same number, but Suwon FC was full, Looking at that, 13,000 in, in the big board, half film. Okay. So I guess the final thing to talk about is this, this week sees the, the K-League Challenge come back. Uh, I guess that the big talking point is Pusan and the Challenge. Paul, do you, do you think they'll bounce straight back up? Um, I think they'll be very competitive. But I think also, based on... Obviously, we don't follow the Challenge that much, but a lot of people seem quite optimistic for... Uh, Kyungnam, who are good, done some good recruiting. Yeah, so they, they signed yeah. two foreigners yesterday. Yeah, well. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, although they are starting with a ten-point deduction, right? So they yeah, yeah. do have a, a bit of a, a mountain to overcome. Okay. Obviously, Tejon have got 
history of doing this kind of thing before getting yep. relegated and straight back up. Diego came close last year. And uh, Eland obviously hoping to be competitive. So, okay. so yeah, it should be a good season. Yeah, I mean, my money's going to be on Poussin bouncing straight back up. I think Poussin did their work early in the transfer window. Like, they brought in a few players at the beginning, uh, so they've had a long time to kind of get them gelled in, into the team. So my money's going to be on Poussin, and I reckon Eland will finish in the top three. Okay. So, uh, so I guess this weekend we'll just go through the games. Uh, Dejan take on Degu. Judging by what you just said, that's like a potential top of the table class already. Uh, Pusan take on the newly named police team, which is now called Ansan Mugumwagawaga. <laughs> Mugumwa. Thank you. Uh, Gyeongnam, who everyone is kind of, I guess, looking at, but with their new signings, are taking on Gangwon. Uh, that's on Saturday. On Sunday, we have Goyan Zykro, for whatever reason, uh, are taking on Anyang at home. And I guess with the podcast, boys will be. Uh, so we land at their home game against Chunju. You don't, you don't fancy Koyang? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, no. Uh, uh, I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I fancy Eland. But maybe the podcast boys won't be together. It's happened before. But definitely uh, tune in on Sunday to see some live tweets about pretty much entertainment and the game, yeah? Yeah. And we'll definitely try and tweet as much as possible this time. Okay, so Paul, anything you, you want to add about the challenge? Uh, no, I'll try and pay a bit more attention this year. Okay, you, you think uh, Butcher will win this week? Uh, probably not. Okay, so they'll be the only undefeated team? Because <laughs> I think I'll be right about it. I think they'll be solidly mid-table come <laughs> Sunday afternoon. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, that's about as excited as we can possibly get about the challenge. Hopefully once it starts we'll get more excited. Uh, we're still waiting on Dan Harris's uh, free t-shirts, free tops, free tickets. Um, I don't think that's coming, but I'm still enjoying your uh, tea, Dan, if there's any consolation, so thank you for that. And, yeah. Right, I've got to be at my desk in nine minutes. So. Okay, sweet. So, some outro music. You're not going to do your rant? Uh, my rant is... No, but we're going to postpone the rant until I have something rant-worthy. So, so this week it would have been about referees, would it? This week it would have been about referees, but... We'll get to it next week. We'll get to it next week. <laughs> okay, so the outro music, something challenging, Paul? Uh, yep. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Love is